What is up, sexy, sexy people? It's Dave here from Metal Epidemic, back with another podcast. I know you've missed us. I know you've missed us. But we have returned. Myself, my colleague Duncan, has joined us again on the podcast. I am here. And, and ladies, you'll be excited to hear our man Kyle is back. Oh, that's right. I'm also I'm pause, everybody. I was, was going to wave, but then I remember we're not on camera. No, we're not on camera. <laughs> we are not. No, no. There's a channel, yep. there's a channel online dedicated to that. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> mm-hmm. I they can't uh, see the eyes either. <laughs> scary. Um, Kyle unfortunately missed the last podcast. Very sorry. Due to unforeseen... <laughs> circumstances did he um oh i did he yeah, fell asleep yeah yeah, yeah he, fell, he fell asleep and I suitably was it. ridiculed for it yes no, two podcasts ago i'm never gonna live this down <laughs> was, that sure that was last, was last, month, was last podcast the podcast before like you were here oh no i'm never weren't. gonna live this down in the future was two podcasts ago <laughs> we 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 chat every single week now we're doing something and mm-hmm. it's it's got that bad i i actually can't remember what month is this? This is February. February. Yeah, this is the second podcast of the year, isn't it? This is the second yeah. podcast of the year, but was yeah. Kyle, he wasn't in the January, was he in the December one? Yes, we give yeah, it December awards. One. You're here. Yeah. You're here I was for the awards. Last I one we did our top, top to 20s. Yep, yeah. we did our top 20 <laughs> our top 20s. in yeah. the last episode, that's right. Kyle missed that, so we're bringing it back for this episode. Kyle, are you ready to do your top 20? <laughs> I'm ready to pull 20 albums out my ass that came out of the air last year. Yeah. Let me just get my big list of albums that came out last year. <laughs> Number one, Danzig. Danzig. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Number you have two. words about that. Yeah, Danzig does it. <laughs> Crimmed the worst album of the year in the Metal Epidemic <laughs> Awards. <laughs> That we had in December, I was surprised to find that cracking the top ten albums of the year for Kel was the one. Thing is right, Danzig does it, Elvis. Every time I listen to that album, I leave with the biggest, goofiest, stupidest fucking grin on my face because it's that ridiculous. It makes me laugh to death. Whenever I'm oh, feeling down, I put that album. <laughs> every time I'm feeling crap or down or pissed off, I put on that album and I immediately feel better because nothing I do in my life will ever be as bad as that. <laughs> This is a valid point, actually. We're working on that metric, yes, yes. I kind of see your logic, I kind of see it. It's it's the sort of music you should listen to after sex, just to pick you up. Uh, You know what I mean? Hey, I'll tell you what, wasn't it as bad as that? I'm not so so disappointed uh, in comparison to this, am I, love? Yeah, listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Who's unsatisfied now? Um, Everyone, everyone is, everyone. Yeah, we all are. He's releasing a new a new movie as well. He is, yes. He just, he's he releasing a vampire western movie starring <laughs> Julian Sands, him from The Warlock, mm. uh, as a vampire cowboy, I believe. Uh, but yeah. it has a huge laundry list of people that you're like, eh? Including How did you Danny get Trejo. Him to star? Yeah. Oh, Danny right. Trejo's Danny. He's in the trailer. It looks but shahite. Um, <laughs> but I will watch it because Verotica is. Shahite, but massively entertaining. Um, it's like the room if the room was a horror movie. So <laughs> yeah, it's literally <laughs> that. I'm surprised you didn't get Tommy Wiseau in there. <laughs> like, You're tearing me apart, Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't I, do. I can't wait to see it because yeah, it's going to be entertaining, but in like for the, all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, well, he thinks he's making the, the reason it works is he actually genuinely thinks he's making a good I know, movie, yeah. and he's it's not. Like, if it was he was knowingly not making a good movie, it wouldn't work. So for the same reason the room works. Tommy thought he was doing a good thing, but <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Want to throw the football? Um, so, <laughs> uh, oh, today might yeah. be the last day of my yeah. life. Oh God! If you haven't seen the room, check out or check out the yeah. disaster artist. That's it's which is also well, excellent. Actually. Which me and Dave it's both went to see together. Uh, and uh, you hadn't seen the room before that, had you? No, I hadn't. No, no which was I, I had no to keep explaining to Dave. Into, oh, this God. happened. Like Dave's like, no, and I'm like, it fucking happened. I shit you not, this happened. So, yeah. Um, Bring it back to music. Yeah. um, We also had our um, debut on Twitch as Metal Epidemic anyway. Uh, For those of you who missed it or didn't know. Uh, we did a little Twitch session, uh, which lasted a good. It lasted like three and a half hours or something like that. Three and a half hours, yeah. Three and a half long well, I thought, it, I thought it flew in, to be honest. Yeah. It's the Spice Girls will do that to you, Dave. Spice up your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> um, it was a good laugh, though. Uh, we had a good chat about uh, first metal albums on our Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have decided that we're going to do this on a, a monthly basis. Um, once a month, we will group on Twitch for a, a chat uh, under some kind of topic, uh, which is yeah. yet to be decided for the next one. But... Um, we are looking at the end of February, so we're looking at, I think, the last Wednesday, I think, in February, which I think is the 24th of February. We think that's, you know, TBC, but I think it's going to be around <laughs> about then um, for our next uh, Twitch sesh. Get so, on uh, money, 24th it is, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Oh, it's, it's almost as if Dave knows his stuff, and I am intimidated almost. by a man who knows his stuff. <laughs> He's like, um, I'm yeah. just going to check the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can he did give us a stall on, face, uh... didn't he? He gave us the kind of <laughs> crack a joke, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I check my phone. <laughs> 24th it is. Uh, 24th. Uh, you can check us out on Kyle's uh, channel, which is Kyle... Twitch.tv slash Kyle7oaks. My name. <laughs> Kyle's name. There will be links on the social media, on the socials, uh, yep. before we actually do it. So um, keep an eye out for that for our next uh, Twitch session. It was a good laugh. We had uh, plenty of bants, and uh, mm-hmm. there was actually a lot of people turned up to yeah, watch, sounds, which I was quite surprised. Surprisingly about. daunting, yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah it's, it's when you realise at times when you're saying things, you're like, I've said that to, that's, I've said that live to an audience. <laughs> And I can't edit that out now, like yep. I can on the no podcast. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> like I regularly do on the podcast. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be taking our topics that we tend to put in the podcasts and taking I it you were out. Say something else there. I think we're we'll be taking our tops off. <laughs> we'll be taking our tops off, um, tweaking our nipples like old-fashioned radio tuners. <laughs> can you believe it? Oh, right the in there. Uh, we'll be we'll be taking our topics off the podcast moving them over there because it's more interactive you guys can get involved that way if you check yeah. it out um, and thus although this is not true the podcast will be shorter from now on <laughs> yeah right so he says yeah never gonna happen no topics Fucking, in it anymore yeah. it's just reviews and music talk now no topics 
journey. Uh, we'll see <laughs> how that shortens the show. Yes. <laughs> we have uh, we have some music to play for you on the show. Some new music uh, from some cool bands. We have a couple of album reviews coming up as well. So uh, stay tuned for those. Um, one thing just uh, just came to mind there. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed on the old uh, on the old Facebook. Um, He's going off script. Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, just, it just came to mind there, I thought I'd mention it. Did you notice that Cybreed have posted a, a little message? Yes. That three of the, the previous members are starting a new project, which I thought was yes. kind of interesting. I really like Cybreed. Um, I don't think I don't think the vocalist is involved, but I think it's the other three members, I think, as far as I can tell. The guy who went on to do the Erconauts is there. I think he yeah. played bass for Cybreed. And the drummer and the guitarist, but I don't think the vocalist is involved, but... They've said they're yep. putting out a new project. It's not going to be cybered material, but you know it's going to be metal of some kind. They're kind of going down the mm. full English breakfast route by renaming themselves Fried Breed, um, <laughs> which I'm really looking forward to because it's tasty. Yeah, it's a bit fatty. A minute on the lips, lifetime on the hips, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting involved. Looking forward to getting stuck. <laughs> See, as soon as you said it. Oh man, honestly, this is what's wrong with my brain. Lockdown has fucked me up. My brain is now. It's like I, I literally like when someone says something now. It's like also playing computer games. That's fucked me up. Like playing RPGs and stuff like that. I literally see seventeen different choices of what I can say in my brain, and I come up with the most absurd one every time. Yep. Um, <clears throat> going to play some music just to get us in the mood for the show and I thought you know might as well get it out of the way early I'm going to mention piss and razors um, <laughs> it happens on every podcast anyway I talk about piss and razors so I thought the patron may saint as well. of uh, metal epidemic just, just get it in there at the start get it out of the way and then we can get on with the show if you know what I'm saying um, yes piss and razors if, if you hadn't heard already from this podcast they're coming back this year people 2021 is the year um, they have a new album. It's coming out this year. Their first album since 2003, oh. I think, was Evolution, I think. Was it? Um, I think so. I think so. Shit. Am I just talking shit? I might, I might have just pulled that date out there. I don't no, know. No, it like it's probably a bit right, but I thought there was one after that, and you're right, there wasn't one, so... Um, was there? Well, there was, a li- there was a live album. That's live in the Devil's Triangle, I think it was. Album. I think that maybe came after that. Um... <clears throat> The release date is to be confirmed, um, but to keep us going until the new album drops, the band have just released a cover of Nail Bombs <laughs> Wasting Away. Um, so it's an upbeat guitarist. number. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. I love Skin Lab and I love Nail Bomb, and this track features Skin Lab vocalist Steve Esquivel as well. So it doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't it? They picked it um, for Dave. <laughs> They absolutely did. Um, <laughs> guitarist Matt Lynch said, shortly after Nail Bomb's 1994 Point Blank release, great album, we added Wasting Away to our live set simply for its sheer intensity, brutality, honest approach, and blatant raw attack. There's no smoke and mirrors, no fancy production tricks there. The track demands attention, commands respect, and we are proud to revisit its place in the early development of our own musical pursuits and sound. The pure cutthroat approach is its, to its sonic foundation is what we have consistently strived to ingrain in our own body of work, and it still holds true today. We hope we do it justice. You have. You have. Yeah, we've, we've um, all listened to it, and yes, yes, they have. <clears throat> yes, they have. Um, but I'm going to play it for you anyway, just in case you haven't heard it yet. 
um, because it's awesome. Um, so here it is, the cover in all its glory. This is Piss and Razors and Wasting Away with guest vocals from Steve from Skin Lab. Skin, Skin Lab, even. Um, <laughs> we'll be back right after this. And razors on the podcast, ladies and gents. Not a hi, how you doing? Welcome back. Pissing razors. <laughs> a proud moment. Um, check these guys out, give them a follow. Facebook.com forward slash pissing razors EPTX. Um, love these guys. I've loved this band for a long, long time, and I cannot wait for the new album. I just need it right now. Dave just um, said that he loves them long time, and I am not gonna <laughs> say anything funny about that. That one hang. Excellent. Now we can speak for itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, more music coming up on the podcast very soon. But before that, um, just want to check out what you guys have been listening to over the last month or so since the last podcast. 
uh, anything of interest, anything that has a uh, picture interest or that you'd like to share with the group. Oh dear. <laughs> with the group. He does that. He's trying to drag us into some sort of public shaming here. I'm not happy. <laughs> it's like um, me- metal, I think, metal let, Hits Anonymous. <laughs> How about that new Cult of Luna EP? Let's start there. Ooh, starting strong. Davey's just like swinging fucking for the fences here. Fucking come on. Fuck me. Yes. Cult of Luna. That EP is fucking good, by the way. It's fucking that fire is, is what it is, Dave. It's the fucking The Raging amazing. River is the fucking da. Yep. What? Yeah, sorry, that's a Scottish term. <laughs> um, I've heard many Luna. Scottish things, but that is not... What was the other one? F something, I don't know. F, I can't remember. H-I-J. <laughs> Jai, that was it. Jai. Yeah. I'm like, what? Jai isn't Jai. jam. <laughs> or jobby. <laughs> I love that we went there. I'll actually say if you're doing a phonics on the phone though, do Jaya's and Jam and not Jobby. What's your postcode? Uh, fuck kilogram three two Jobby Eki. Uh, there you go. Um, uh, <laughs> be as in butt fast. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, couple of Luna. I, I mean, Cotaluna. we're acting like we're surprised here. Why are we acting like we're surprised here? Cataluna have, in my opinion, not released a bad album. So. No, I don't think I don't think they have either. They've been they've had they've had albums that were just all right for me anyway. Um, I think this is the best thing they've done since Vertical. Since Vertical. Yeah. Yep. But they've only done Cheers, like an yeah. album since Vertical. So they okay. did an album, then they did an EP. Yes, they did an album, then they did like a kind of crossover. They went on hiatus. I'm doing the old uh, quotation marks because during their hiatus, they did Mm. something with, is it Julie Christmas? Which is a weird name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they did like a kind of split, a split EP or something with with, uh, Julie Christmas. I don't know if that's a person or a band. Um, I didn't actually ever check that out. But this is them returning and... Yeah, it's it's a f- fucking storming album. The production is huge. Uh, the music is interesting and it's deep and it's cold and it's calculating. Um, and all the things that you love from the kind of post-metal, you know, vibes that, that Cult of Luna bring. But what I found about it is, like, even when I listen to it, Vertical is a very deliberate, very slow, precise album and it feels its length. I mean, I enjoy the listening, but it feels its length. Uh, the mm. Raging River doesn't feel its length at all. It's still it's a long release uh, for the, the amount of the, songs, uh, and it flew in for me. The band are classing it as an EP, but I mean, it's thirty. What is it? Thirty. It's five songs. Yeah, it's five songs. Th- th- forty minutes. Eight minutes. Can yeah, you, can you class it as an EP? <laughs> I don't know. I from, thought it was from like their point of view, I suppose minutes. it is. <laughs> like, there's a there's a three it's, minute track on this, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's teetering on an album length, if you ask me. But yeah, um, but I didn't really give a fuck. It's um, <laughs> it's it's fucking colossal. Anyway, sounding yeah. like it's it's so well executed. Yeah. Um, and, and as you say, they're always good. Um, to be fair, but just the the balance of heaviness and emotion and depth on this is just unreal um yeah. it's very very the ocean in places i was noticing interesting um, you said that because they've went weirdly they've went in that direction and the ocean on their last album went 
maybe slightly into the more more kind of tranquil side. You know, there was a lot more, there was a lot quieter, kind yeah, of denser, spacier moments on the, the, the Ocean's last release. And it feels yeah. like Cuttle Luna's just went, we'll take that back. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we'll, totally. We'll fill that void. And uh, they've done yeah. it great. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, just waves the crushing post-metal. Um, loved it. Um, yeah, see when the vocals think, line, like, see when those harsh vocals line up with that kind of kind of post-metal, industrial, executed fucking sound. There are few bands that sound as heavy mm. just in those moments than Cult of Luna. And they, they yeah. do it effortless. They're a band that really, they meander in their songs, but not in a, a not in a negative way. You know, they, they mm. explore the space. And I think they're, they're one of the few bands in that post-metal kind of genre that can do it and, you know, take their time building up to something and it doesn't ever feel like, oh, we're just doing this rift to death now. It always feels like it's going somewhere. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And not a lot of fanfare. Like, this one came, I no. knew they'd released a song. I'd seen the song. Um, yeah. You couldn't pre-order. So you couldn't, mm-hmm. like, on iTunes anyway, you couldn't get the pre-release for it. And yeah. they just announced that week. Album comes out on Friday and then it just dropped. So Well, you see, they've... they've... They've created their own label, uh, so I don't know if that's to do with probably. it because they were on like they were on Metal Blade and they were on mm. oof, they were on another big label as well. But this is their first release on their own label, that Red Creek or something it's called, I think. Um, so maybe that's why there was kind of less kind of yeah. fanfare about it, not the kind of big label. Well, they still should have hired a PR company, no? You would think, probably, yeah, yeah, you would probably. think. Um, it, it does look like most of the Facebook posts as well look like it's the band that's posting it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't they don't read press like 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 a pressy post. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it all mm. feels very genuine and very mm. very kind of straight to the fans. Which I mean, I love that aspect. Um, Clutch are a band that do that really well. Clutch basically brought everything under their own terms as soon as they as soon as they broke with their record label, um, mm-hmm. created their own record label, and everything comes from the band. And I think that that benefits certain genres of music. Um, it definitely yeah. benefits Cult of Luna. Maybe not if you're wanting loads of sales. <laughs> but then Cult of Luna <laughs> exists in a pond of music which is never going to get loads of sales. Yeah. Um, plus they're established. I mean, like people know Cult of Luna. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't think they're, they're they're struggling for fandom. But I hope hopefully they get the, the attention that they deserve off this. Well, it's definitely going to be... I mean, don't want to be casting things out early, but... Uh, you know, it's one of the best things I've listened to in 2021 thus far. Yeah. So, yeah. so they have it's, planted a flag. Definitely, and it's amazing that they're still at this point in their career, still able to kind of outdo themselves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're still like putting out stuff better than stuff they've they've done before, which is exciting for for fans of the band because like what's what's coming next will be yeah be awesome. Um, what else? What else have we been listening to? Uh, what else have I checked? Did you listen to um, Bloody Hammers? I did. Yeah. I did, yes, and I really liked it. They're another yeah. band. Are you shaking your head at me, Kyle? Because I was happy. <laughs> I mean, no, I just haven't heard it yet. That's it. Ah, right. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Uh, they're, they're another band who I genuinely think every release sounds better. Yeah. yeah I think this 100%. is their best one. So. Yeah. Yeah, the last the last release was good, but there was a oh, had a horrible drum sound on it. it was, <laughs> oh fucking hell! It was very like flat and like almost yeah. like electronic sounding. Um, just 
didn't work at all but this sounds a bit more natural the kit sounds more natural on this one mm -hmm. it may still be programmed to an extent i'm not entirely sure but um it definitely sounded better than the than the last release uh, the summoning the summoning i think was the last album uh songs of unspeakable terror is their, their new album so uh, i much preferred this um love the hooks love the hooks on this one um not like massively different in terms of style to their last album it's still very much in the kind of gloomy horror punk type vibe uh, you're kind of used to hearing that for the band but mm -hmm. i liked it. it was very like straightforward i liked the simplicity of it um the tracks just really worked very memorable yeah um but fairly like it's still got that kind of gloomy tone to it lyrically and uh like kind of thematically um but but i like how they kind of keep things kind of fun and playful as well you know i mean it's it's they've got a really good balance there they've got their so, niche uh, they know what they want yeah. to sound like and they do it very 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 well and they're not yeah. they're not as i think sometimes it's easy to look at a band like that and think oh well this is like a new murder dolls or something and they're not like that at yeah. all uh, no. they, they certainly they they pine for an older kind of sound and they capture it really well and it fits with that kind of black and white kind of into hammer horror era horror which is what yeah. they're clearly into it's what i'm mm. into so uh, it fits with me um so yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it nice Nice. What else? Anything else interesting? Oh, Dave, there's um, loads of things out. <laughs> tell it's, me. It's trying to it's trying to find what I've not listened to, Dave. Um, <laughs> right. uh, let me let me kick you off with something that might well should be on your radar if you like kind of fusions of electronica and metal. Uh, the new uh, record by the new record. Listen to me. The new album. <laughs> The new record in at number one. Um, <laughs> so fuck's sake, Duncan. What year is it? Uh, the new the new album by Blue Stally is oh, I've still fucking not great. To it. It's really, really, really good. I mean, it just sounds like Cell Dweller. I mean, right. like, and he's on the same record label as Cell Dweller and is a collab partner of uh, Clayton from Cell Dweller. But it's really, really good. It ha it's it's got some really heavy sections in it for for that particular band um but yeah it all works together it's very very well produced i mean produced within an inch of its life uh, some great hooks great melodies cool chunky bits um very bouncy yep it's a, a, another great so that's an artist i don't think gets enough time where people are actually focusing on what he does because he exists in a weird little bubble between well it's not dance music or electronica and it's not metal you know, out yeah. now either side, but it's really, 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 really good. So yeah, I I've mm. been digging that out and enjoying it immensely. Yeah, I still need to listen to that. You did, you did tell me about it, but I've totally forgot about it. Yeah. So a one sided relationship here, Dave. Because when you recommend something, <laughs> I listen to it. When I recommend something <laughs> to you, it gets lost in the pile. <laughs> but the pile's so big. Oh, the hmm? Pile is so big. Pile is so um, big. What about um, painted wives? Did you listen I to painted wives? I have not listened to you, but I have it. Oh, for fuck's sake. See? One side. You recommend it to me, so fuck right. I fucking off. did so. When? I sent you a picture of it. Oh, you said, did you say listen to this, Duncan? Yeah. All right, well, I didn't. Or something to that effect. Um, <laughs> did you? Painted Wives, <laughs> uh, new, new, <laughs> new Medusa, the album was called. Um, I'd never heard of them before, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, they kind of describe themselves as. A doom diamond in the Southern California rough. Um, and so if you sent that in the message, I would have listened to it. <laughs> they, they do have that, but there's also there's like little deviations into like 
kind of rock and grunge and a lot of bits of prog and stuff as well. Okay. Um, it's like, frankly, like a mixture of like Mastodon, Alice in Chains, Tool. So like all the stuff that I like. Was this, I'm going to um, check this fucking message, Dave, because I'll tell you right now, I'm going to shame you on your own show. Shit, did, shame. I, did I actually miss Maybe I messaged someone else, but <laughs> I'm sure I did. Let's go back. No, you I did. did you did. Never you just said it. digging this, though. You didn't say Mastodon tool. You just said digging well, this. You didn't say listen no. to it. Well, that was it's like that was me your... baking a cake and that sending you a cue. picture saying, baking this? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it means fucking nothing, Dave. Well, now I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> I will listen to it as well. A lot, it's, okay. it's a lot of cool riffs, um, but it, it backs up the lot of kind of lot of cool hooky kind of vocal lines in it as well um they worked with um machine on the oh, production of the album cool. um it'd been a while since i've heard his name but um he's done like lamb of god and i'm sure he did some clutch stuff as well mm-hmm. in the past so um sounds great like production is really good uh well worth checking out if you've not heard them before painted wives and new medusa is the album i like that enjoyed it um else did i listen to what else did i listen to did we listen uh, to a uh, bias did we all listen to that i did I'm, did I'm you kyle did. after we spoke about the corn drummers former corn drummers ep did you listen to acronym or did you, did you oh, kyle's kyle was shaking he said kyle was the one that made the smart choice kyle's like not on my watch i've <laughs> got no after, after we heard that is what's his goddamn name david silvera Yep. The whiniest bitch, not in corn. And, uh, <laughs> he does whine a lot. Yeah. I don't and like corn. The, Their drummer the, doesn't the, play funky. Uh, fuck off, neither does he. doesn't listen to corn, apparently. He's never heard them since he left. Yeah, Which right. is a lie. Like, you don't but, even play in yeah, corn anymore, lies. so shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I listened uh, to it. And then we talked We talked about the band name, which was Acronym, and the label name was an acronym of an acronym. Oh, it's ba- yeah, bullsh- it's, it's ba- like, yeah. uh, Breaking Sequence is the name of the band. Uh, Breaking a Sequence, sorry. Uh, and the... It's bias. You've got A as a word and a, and a letter in... <laughs> The, the label acronym. is called Bias Records. I know. And, and, uh, acronym I was just like, nah, is the name of the so out. So I am the least sold person on the planet for this band right now. <laughs> yeah, it could not get me to listen to them for anything <laughs> less than about a million dollars. Um, well, I I wish I'd went for. I wish I'd signed that contract because uh, I didn't get any money and I listened to it. Um, the first thing that struck me is. Boy, does that singer want to sound like Jonathan Davis? Um, <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, I, I don't understand bands that do this. Won't someone explain this to me? Right? Like, see, if you've been in a band and you're not the singer and you <laughs> form a new band, why would you want the band that you form to have a singer that sounds like your previous singer? <laughs> I don't get... I, gen- I was listening to it going like that. That sounds like I had to Google it because I was like, "That is that fucking the cunt from Adina, Adima, yeah, John yeah, 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 no. half brother who also sounds just like John." I I don't yeah. want to be in the shadow of my step brother anymore. Let me form my own new metal band with members of bands that used to be signed to Corn's record label. Um, yeah. I'll do that, and you know what? I'm going to go away and I'm going to record an album that sounds like Corn. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I the, be, get the best my... thing Adima ever did was when they got in that different singer. Uh, <laughs> you are not wrong. Yeah. You are not wrong. I can't remember what the yeah. album was called, but it was really good. 
It was not memorable, but it was better than it was better than the previous two. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. It is paint by numbers, kind of so bad. Alt metal rock. Um, just so. And even has drumming. Oh. I don't get what the fuck. I no. I don't want to upset you, right? I don't get the fuss. I'm sure he's very inventive, and I'm sure what he was doing at the time was great, but I don't get the fuss. I think he is competent at keeping a beat, and yeah. that's all I will say about yeah. that. The only, the only guy who's went off... Like, see, why didn't he just do what the drummer from Lamb of God did, which is went away and played in a band that sounded fuck all like Lamb of God? Yeah. Yep. Don't That'd be a bad idea. Don't get it. Upset me. Yeah. But we may have more know. to say about that later on when we talk about another corn member who has a who has an album out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well that's um that's gonna be a separate review. So that will yeah. that review will probably be up just before. Oh the check out YouTube then <laughs> to hear what we said about YouTube. that. <laughs> yep. We'll be talking about the uh, Love and Death album featuring Head from Corn. So Brian Head Welch. Yes. I don't think Head is his actual middle name. I think he just... Uh, Can you have picked a worse nickname? I, 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 I remember the video The video back in the day cool was his, his, his head was too big for hats or something. And it's not. So yeah. that's like, blocks. Okay, yeah. That's the... You're a very superficial person, aren't you? I want a Kyle commentary on all these band videos. You know, like that. Oh, yeah, they call me head because they can't fit my head. Yeah, yeah, sure they do. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Tell another story. Uh... <laughs> I'll start another YouTube video. I'll just do my own commentary for films. Kyle comments. Band documentaries. Uh... <laughs> i tell you what I finally got around to listening to. It's mm. taken me about a year and a bit. Um, <laughs> Twin Temple. Really fucking good. When, You're looking at me as well, if I, I spoke Swahili. Twin <laughs> Temple are a doo-wop band. What? A doo-wop band who do songs about Satan. <laughs> I have to hear this. Imagine, uh, it's really fucking good. Imagine someone that sounds pretty much like Amy Winehouse. I'm, I'm now con- convinced that Amy Winehouse maybe went to hell when she died. Uh, and... <laughs> And they sing songs about Satan. Um, the album is called. Uh, let me get this right. Uh, Twin Temple. So it's the it's the yeah. Uh, bring you their signature sound, satanic doo-wop. It's fucking great. Don't look at me. If I'm twenty nineteen, I think it came out. Uh, this is me finally getting around to it. Um, <laughs> it's really good. And if we're continuing to shout out things that are really fucking good um we have been doing a ton of reviews up on mm. the the youtube page and a lot of that stuff that's been coming in is great including an album that i keep going back to and i can't stop listening to it's a little bit of slope slope with street heat that is a Old fucking slope. banger <laughs> <laughs> yep absolute yep. banger that, um that review will be coming up pretty soon the, the album's not out to march um but is it no fuck's a- sake <laughs> The reviews not yet, but we'll we'll be coming. We'll be coming soon. Yeah, I uh, liked it. Really what what the other guys thought of it is a mystery until March. <laughs> I need to get on the the timeline here. With I didn't realize we'd have reviewed that so far in advance. I know. <laughs> Fucking hell! Head of the curve. Um, I listened to an album by a band called Scarred. 
uh, a band from Luxembourg. Ooh. And when I was listening, I was thinking, I think I've heard these guys before. I really, it really was like, this sounds familiar. So I went and did a little bit of the Googling. And um, turns out I had heard them before. We'd actually had their previous album in for review at Rock and Roll Reviews back mm. in the day, 2013. So I'm like, oh, now it's fucking making sense. That's why I know, you know, I'm recognizing this sound. Um, and this one, the new one's pretty good. Um, very, very groove heavy, which is, you know, right up my street. Um, bit of death in there, a little bit of kind of techie moments in there as well. Um, it, it, feel, it feels very French. It feels very French <laughs> to me. Um, which, you know, they're close to Luxembourg. Do they sing so. in English, Dave? Just to... They do sing in English. Yes, oh, right. Oh, oh, so, um, oh, right, right, right. Oh, sorry. Uh, vocally, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's got that kind of kind of aggressive, kind of gravelly vocal, but it does the kind of big tonal scream stuff as well. Um, it's kind of Gojira-ish, you know, that kind of style. Um, but I, I love that kind of heavy groove sound. So it was it was right up my street. Um, There's some kind of faster stuff as well. More kind of, as I said, kind of more kind of deathy kind of moments. There's a wee bit of melody in there as well. Um, maybe not. They're not on the Gojira level, but you know they're mm. around there. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's just a self-titled uh, Scar that was called. It came out in January, but quite enjoyed that. Quite enjoyed that one. I did not um, enjoy Portrayal of Guilt. Portrayal of Guilt. Their album, I think I We to Are that. Always Alone. And I think that they I should guilt. stay alone. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, it was... But why? <laughs> I was exhausted by the time it finished, if I'm honest. I just felt drained. And not because it was so sonically punishing. Oh, I, I actually like this. I do remember this. Of course you did. Just the, I don't like the it. covers ringing it back. I don't, I don't yeah, like the this. cover, I didn't like the cover either. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, the cover got my attention. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And I was intended to say, yeah, matches the cover and I'm not interested anymore. I, I thought it was just like, <laughs> very run-of-the-mill. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even we the, even the moments the we're band? trying to be eclectic were very just... I, I've told you before, I think if bands are going to fuse different things in to their mm. sound, I expect them to be, like... You can't just like, you can't just throw, like, jazz into your music. Not that I'm saying they do, but you can't just throw, like, a jazz bit into your music if it's just basic jazz. I think if you're trying to show that, from a songwriting point of view, you are eclectic enough to meld different styles. I'm thinking about Don, Don Breaker here. Um... Like how oh, yeah. he did Don Breaker? Don Breaker? What's Don Breaker? Don wasn't it? Walker. Don Walker. Don, Don Walker. Walker. Big Don Walker. Big Don Walker, eh? You remember her? She was a dirty. Let's go well. Um so, <laughs> it, like if you're gonna bring stuff in, I think personally it has to be because you are not exceptionally gifted at it, but you show your proficiency in it. And what I've found about this music is there there are moments where it goes off, uh, kinda off the beaten track, so to speak. But I just found, even when they went off that, just it was very, not safe, safe's the wrong word, it was just very generic sounding. I, I just did not, there was not a hook where I was like that. If you just, and I don't know what, what it just did not connect with me at all. Right. Um, not bad albums, well produced. Um, and they're obviously, they can write music and they're in a band and I'm not. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not bitter. Uh, but I, yeah, I just I like finished and I was just like, I'll never listen to that again. So it was consigned to the pile hmm. of removed from my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, what else to listen to? Did you listen to anyone listen to Sewing? I do have Sewin. that, yes, and I did listen to it, the cover with the snakes. Yes, yes, yes. 
I um, liked this a lot. I, yeah, I was. It was one I was looking forward to. Um, I really enjoyed their, their 2019 uh, album Lotus. It was a really good album, um, and I think they've they followed up pretty well. Another very strong release, I think, from Sohn. It's it's not identical to their previous album either. They've definitely uh, adopted some new kind of songwriting techniques and tried some new things on this release. Uh, I thought the, the choruses were a bit more a bit more kind of grand sounding on this release, mm-hmm. um, and the production definitely was was far slicker on on this one. Um, sounds a lot kind of brighter than uh, Lotus. A bit more had a bit more kind of bite to it. Yep. Um, but I think if if you like bands like there's a, a obvious Opeth kind of thing going on there, um, yep. bit of Tool, bit of Catatonia as well. I think you probably got a kick out of this. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's quite it's quite proggy, you know, in a kind of Opeth type way. But yeah, um, it's done pretty well. Quite enjoyed it. Yeah, not a bad yes. follow up at all. I enjoyed it. I've never heard the previous one, so it was it was new to me. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I think I still prefer Lotus to this one, but it's, mm-hmm. but this is not a bad album, a bad album at all. Um, it's still a, a solid release. Um, but yeah, check out Lotus as well if you've not heard that. It was really good. Lotus. Um, did you did you listen to uh, uh, Cheap Meat? That I mentioned. She, she, <clears throat> I ate enough, but I don't think I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hiyo. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So you sent this to me under the guise of. Um, I think these guys do the Weezer thing better than Weezer at the moment, which um, I, I, I got that listening to it. Definitely, they've got the quirk um, yeah. and the lyrics of Weezer, but the the band that reminded me the most of when I was listening to it was uh, Motion City Soundtrack. Uh, mm. Musically, they reminded me a lot of that. It's a really well done album. It's really, really yeah. catchy. Um, it's for those that are like that kind of indie pop punk kind of sound yeah specifically yep. the indie pop punk not the kind of like college like kind of college <laughs> yeah, yeah. pop punk not yep. if, if that's a genre uh yeah, not yeah. the you know she said with my girlfriend you know like <laughs> all that fish <laughs> it's it's more just like it's a bit more quirk um but they're really really yeah. really good i love the vocals and the lyrics yeah. are nuts so yeah from so, london as well i was like what from london <laughs> yeah totally totally um, sound american totally sound american yeah, yeah, I thought so as well. I was listening to that kind of at the same time, well, not exactly at the same time, but I was listening to it around the same time as the, the Weezer album, which just came out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept going back to this more for some reason. And I like the Weezer album. I think it's another really good album from them, but um, Cheap Meat album, there was something about it. I think it's the vocals are really, really good. Um, it's only like 30 minutes long as well, so it's That's such quick, an easy album just to, yeah. to stick on. Um, great hooks. Um, uh, which... Yeah, but I liked Weezer as well, so I, I probably I'd still recommend that as well. I do like Weezer. I think this was a they've had a bit of kind of a weird kind of run. Like they, they had a point where they were really fucking good, and then they've, they've always been hit or miss. Like I, I, Weezer have always been hit or miss. Like you look if you look back at their albums, they have I think just as many bad albums as they do good albums. <clears throat> um, yeah, probably their good albums are amazing though. Mm. but their bad albums are like oh <laughs> like, and they always follow like great albums they always follow yeah. like this is a fucking amazing album and then the next one comes out and you're like that what <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I've started listening yeah. to the new one mind you so yeah that's good I shall check out um oh there was I think there was one other one I was thinking about oh yeah this was a this was a weird one um Never heard of this band before. They're from Russia. They're called 
Wowod. So that's W-O-W-O-D. I think that's it. <laughs> I love Kel's, Kel's expressions when the band names come out are just brilliant. <laughs> I like call it gold. He's just like, you've just made that up, Dave. Wo- Wowod. Wowod. You just sneezed that one out, didn't you? <laughs> Wowod. Um, uh, Wowod. Wowod sounds... <laughs> Wowod sounds like what you would say to try and stop your horse if you'd bit your tongue. Wowod! <laughs> it's a very funny horse-based joke. Um, <laughs> the equestrians in the room right now killing themselves. Oh, absolutely loving it. Um, yeah. The album title, I think, is in Russian, so... Oh, this can be um, fun, Kyle. Strap yourself in. Brace, <laughs> brace yourself. Um, Yarost Proshini. Or something to that Prashini. effect. Prochini! Um, eh? Prochini, I don't know. Um, a, Russian a band. Prosecco Martini. Prochini! <laughs> Love it. Um, they combine uh, post metal with a kind of blackened hardcore. So? Um, They're not yeah, singing in English. Uh, I'm going to keep pulling you up on this. There's no way they sing in English. <laughs> and you fucking like this because you're a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, as I say, I've never heard of them before, but but I like what they're doing. Um, this is their second album, um, and it's just, I suppose it was just a, kind of a little bit different to the other kind of stuff I was listening to recently. Lots of layers on this one. A wee bit of synths in there as well that kind of ooh, build up ooh. a bit of tension, a bit of atmosphere. Um, but then when it when it actually hits, when it hits that climax, it's, it's pretty devastating, to be honest. Um, it's like the guitars are really kind of sludgy and dense sounding. Uh, vocals are heavy as fuck, but they they do have a lot. It does do a little bit of melody at times as well. Um, I like, but I, I quite like the hardcore element to it because although it like the album can be very like colossal at times with the kind of sludge and the post metal, um, they also throw in some more kind of up tempo stuff, the more kind of hardcore edge stuff, which it keeps it really varied, which I like because it, you tend to find with a lot of kind of post metal and sludge, they can be very one paced throughout the whole album. But mm-hmm. this because it had the hardcore element. It, it was kind of varied in, in tempo and stuff. It's, it's quite a bleak listen, though, um, as you can imagine, being for Russia and you know post metal plus black and hardcore. Um, it's it's very desolate sounding. Um, so I would probably say you need to be in a particular frame of mind uh, to listen to it. But um, it's I really an enjoyed album it. From Monday morning, got it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I really picked me up. Um, it's the album artwork a cat hanging on to the edge of a. <laughs> I hate Mondays. You got this. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know if it's because we're getting we're getting snow in Scotland just now, and and it goes really well with snow for some reason. I don't know if it was just because I was listening to it when it was snowing and it seemed to work. I don't know why, but it seems to go with snow. Um, yeah, yeah so it's, it's quite a cold and bleak sounding album as well. So um, yeah, if you've not heard it, you can give it a listen. Check it out. I quite enjoyed that one. Uh, anything else from you guys? Anything? Other albums, anything? Just loads of teasers just now. So there's lots of stuff out. Teasers. Yeah, from 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 bands that have albums upcoming. There was a new track from Tomahawk, which sounded great. Uh, oh, yeah. The new Gizmachi stuff sounds brilliant. So really looking forward to that album when it drops. Um, Devil Sold the Soul, which we recently did. Oh, yeah. uh, did we do a reaction for them? No. I think we played them on the podcast. That's what it is. Um, and their single is fucking great. Uh, but that stuff sounded really good. Um, try to think. Uh, the new Every Time I Die. So they've released mm. a, a new single. It sounded great. Um, 
way to go. Uh, there's just so there's like so much stuff being teased at the moment. Even the yeah. the solo. This is where I have to hand my man card in. Even the the kind of solo project by Brandon Boyd, uh, Sons of the Sea. It sounds really good as well. So if you like kind of hippie Brandon Boyd, <laughs> um, it sounds really good. Uh, the new stuff from Ghost Iris, which we. Once again, I don't know if we did a reaction from them, but, uh, yeah. but that, it's fucking great. Um, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I was going to say the new Rob Zombie also sounds really good, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that A Day to Remember album. It sounds really quirky and really, really, really fun, uh, and I need an album like that uh, mm. to offset the amount of fucking death metal you make me listen to. Uh, so... <laughs> So yeah, yourself up with the day to remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lisa's just sent me. Lisa's just sent me an album right right now. Oh, live this band. is live on the show. Are we, are we live right now. Breaking news. Um, just came in. The album. The band are called Bone Carver. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, and the Here album is just called Evil. Evil. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> yep. I just always get the feeling that Lisa's like, all that, come on, guys, give me something to work with here. Evil. Evil is the name of the <laughs> album. Is this what I'm working with? I now can't use that as a description in my whole press statement. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> malevolent sounding. <laughs> this does not sound good, but not good in the sense of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, like... Yeah. She's like their their PR company at the moment is handling some fucking great stuff. Um yep. so and when she's yep. excited about something, I tend to know I'm gonna like it. So Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I'm, she I'm, berates me on Twitter for not liking it quite as much as she did. Um I, I think <laughs> like, she I loved actually, it. She's like, I loved it more. You, I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you spent a sizable amount of time complaining about a fade out. <laughs> <laughs> well, fade outs fucking suck. You come and write I, a goddamn end to a song and I'll be happy. I, once I, I, I stick with this, not that I want to rehash conversations that have already appeared elsewhere. A friend of mine I, sent me a song he's been writing and it had a fade out ending. I said, go home and fucking try again. And he did. <laughs> and it's better song for it. I think, I think, I don't know the ins and outs, but bands sometimes do finish songs, but producers still fade them out anyway. Well, the producer's job is not to fade out fucking songs, just to send them home and write a better ending. <laughs> like maybe that was the best end. We don't know how they ended that song, That's and we true. will never That's true. know. Maybe it's like it was, who shot JFK. Maybe... We will never know. It's no. a mystery, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle, you can never write a song with a fade out anymore. Gonna, you know yeah, you've complained about it so much. Do this. That one, one day there will be a moment where you're like that. This is calling for a fade out, oh, and you will not out. be able to do it because of the no. universal backlash you will get <laughs> yep. from me and Dave. And I will paint. I'm going to write a song that's called a Fade Out, and it's just four on. minutes of one note slowly fading. <laughs> and the album cover would just be my middle finger. <laughs> yes. In fairness, in fairness, like Lisa was on a tirade on that one because she had a go at you. She had a go at me because I said one of the songs was not the best song on the album. Which yeah. I'm like that. They can't all be the best song on the album, Lisa. <laughs> Sorry, that's not how music works. Uh, there will be one song inferior to the rest, and I didn't say it was bad. I just said it was the weakest song on the album. <laughs> So she was on, she was on a she was on a rampage. I liked it. 
Yeah, yeah me too. I love these things on pages, especially when they're You tag me in on it as well, like you're like, oh, she's having a go on Twitter, and I'm like, I don't use Twitter. She will hunt you down. She will take you down to Chinatown. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. Yeah. Um, yes. So keep keep your eyes peeled for an upcoming <laughs> review of Bone Carver and their album Evil. Yeah, I'm intrigued now. I am. I hope their album cover has somebody with their little finger up to their mouth. Stuff with Mr. Bigglesworth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a song called "I'm Not Dead. I'm Just Very Badly Burned." <laughs> Amazing. Ten tracks. Oh, oh dear. For fuck's sake. Track eight. Oh. Track eight is called Hound Pound. So <laughs> <laughs> you can see track eight is called Feed Out. Um, and it's a misnomer Amazing. because it doesn't actually feed out. It feeds in. <laughs> Where are you on the feeding then? Depends on how <laughs> it is. I've done a couple of fade-ins, but it's been like a dis like a dissonant chord on guitar oh, thing, right, 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 cool. yeah. or like a fade in of a synth part or something that's all right but just want to know what the bounds are here so yeah. i can ready myself if we're ever if we're ever doing a like an album review and i hear a fade out, I, I just want to brace myself for kyle's gonna have a thing to say about this <laughs> it might not be fade positive fucking out on my watch will you <laughs> fade fucking out on my watch <laughs> just like this idea of bands sitting in studios going like that so how are we finishing track eight? Fade out and then Kyle just like appearing in the background. Like fucking Michael Myers. Just like <laughs> you fucking serious. Fucking fade out, is it? Fucking fade out, is it? Sorry. No. Kyle would just be sitting in the don't, background don't, with his Don't say thing. fade out in the mirror three times, eh? He's literally like Kyle's taking that as better to crash and burn than to fade out. He's taking that literally. <laughs> like this song will fucking burn at the end. It will not fade out. Um, exactly. So, there we go. Uh, how's the nitrogen coming along anyway, Kyle? It's there. That's it there in the background. Yes, we know it's it there, but how's it, yeah. how's it coming along? Out of it? How's it? How's the playing? How's the rough writing going? Great. I've been doing it every damn day since last we spoke. Nice. And uh, I've got tons of stuff saved up and uh, ready for arrangement. And I now have, what, seven or eight songs in my new album. So it's going to go great. Very good. So Very the, the new album's going to be fully nitrogen. A uh, mix of seven, eight, and nine string. <laughs> seven, eight, and nine. Because <laughs> why fuck not, right? Oh, really? Yeah. So There's a, a band called uh, Herod. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure where they're from, but the last album was really good. Came out 2019, I think. Um, but I noticed on their Facebook, I think it was on their Facebook or Instagram, one of the two. Um, they're working on a new album. And the, the, there's a little video of the guitarist just sitting with a 10-string guitar, Kyle. No, don't. I don't want a 10-string yeah, guitar. I don't need guitar. one. Don't introduce me to the concept of 10-string guitars. Yep. Not there's now. I just got... There's a point here. Like, <laughs> I understand the 10 strings if you're going to use all 10 strings. But if you're only using it to make yourself sound lower, I don't get them. Hmm. Just buy a fucking bass. <laughs> yes, yes. Buy a fucking bass. Although... You've bought a nine-string guitar, Kyle. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, stop throwing those bass. stones in that glass house that you're sitting in. Well, it goes with my six-string bass. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, like, I'm trying to remember the name. Who, who is it? Like, give me the name of someone that makes guitar strings. Ernie Ball. 
Ernie Ball is rubbing his hands every time you buy something like that. <laughs> Not kidding. The Set special strings for the nine string from Ernie Ball is £23 or something. Fuck's sake. So, yeah. <laughs> Give me the money. <laughs> oh. But it's worth oh, it. It's great. Oh, actually, my bass doesn't even go low enough to support the nine string, so I have to play the oh. guitar and the bass buy a new the same octave. <laughs> Seven string I'm, bass. Like, I'm not buying another new bass for this. <laughs> I, the last one I bought cost fucking enough, and that was artist price. Thank you, Spectre. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, this is too much. But so no, you have to just play it in the same octave and just mix it better. <laughs> the idea of Kyle coming back from doing his shopping and his wife's in the house and <laughs> comes in smuggling on a guitar and she's like, where's the bread? And you're like, I've got something even better. <laughs> Seven this string bass. It goes this will never go dry enough so I can play it with my... No. I did have a seven-string bass for a while, but it was 34-inch, so it wasn't that good. <laughs> so be warned out there. Don't go with the 34-inch seven-string. Yeah, it's too floppy. You want to, but... <laughs> Don't do that. Floppy, okay. floppy. <laughs> um, shall we play some uh, some more music? Yeah. Let's do that. Before we get into album reviews, uh, I'm going to play a new track from a band called Path to War. Um, this was a track I actually heard on Bandcamp, um, and I, I liked it so much that I uh, reached out to the band to see if we could play it, and uh, mm. they were kind enough to send us the track. Cool. Uh, Path to War, a death metal band from uh, Maryland, and they just released this track uh, last month as part of a four-way split they've done with uh, Torn in Half, Mourn, and Hanging Fortress. It is available on Bandcamp at pathtowar.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also check out the band at uh, facebook.com forward slash pathtowarmd. Uh, the track is called Immortal Domain. I'm going to play that for you right now. We'll be back right after this.
Nice. That was a bit of a path to war. As I said, you can check them out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash path to war MD. If you like what you hear, check out the band camp as well. Kraken band. Um, okay. So moving on, um, it is review time, gentlemen. And uh, for this review, Duncan, Kyle and myself have been checking out the new album from UK metal band Pupil Slicer. The band's new album Mirrors will be released on March 12th via Prosthetic Records. So, um, if you've never heard of this band, this is uh, the debut album from this London three-piece. They've spent the last couple of years uh, honing their craft and then went into the studio to record the first album with Pedram Baliani of Frontier and Sectioned. Uh, he oversaw the production and then it was mastered by Brad Boatwright at Audio Siege. Um, lyrically, Mirrors is a vehicle for vocalist Kate Davies to process and exercise many painful and deeply personal experiences. Abuse, social anxiety and depression are experienced through the pupil slicer lens. So, first off, I did not realise this was the three-piece. Uh, when I was listening, yeah, you've this, just shocked me listen, right now by saying that. <laughs> yeah, first listeners, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. This is really cool." And then I looked at the press release and I was like, "Wait, wait a minute. There's there's three people creating this this sound. No, that cannot be correct. That's Surely not. Right. That's um, that goes on physics. That does fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and I think vocalist slash guitarist um, Kate Davies in particular, because like musically this is pretty chaotic and disjointed. I can imagine playing stuff like this on guitar alone would be quite a challenge, but the fact that she's doing vocals as well, Yeah, I was impressive. wondering how they were going to pull it off live, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, mm. I could barely play that 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 vocal line <laughs> on its own. Without, you know, I'd have to lay down to do it. And she's going to play that guitar and sing that at the same time, standing yeah. on stage. I'm like, I can't wait to see this. I hope I get to see them live. <laughs> yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, as I said, um, Production was done with uh, Pedram from uh, Frontier, and I can totally see why they've chosen to go with uh, Pedram because they do have a, a kind of similar type of vibe in that musically it's very full on and like frenzied. You know, not a lot of downtime to catch your breath on this album. Um, and Frontier, uh, Frontier and Section both have that same type of like intensity to their sound. Um, this album doesn't really let up at all during the sort of 37 minutes or so uh, runtime, um, And bands like Sectioned um, or like Fawn Limbs, um, uh, there's a little little bit of Pig Destroyer in there as well at times. It did, did kind of come to mind when I was listening to this. It has that kind of mathy, techy side, but it's blended with uh, a bit of like chaotic hardcore meets kind of grindcore, this, that kind of aesthetic that gives it that kind of extra layer of hostility. Um, and Hostile... It, it pretty much is like these trick these tracks just like hit one after another completely just obliterating everything in their path it's sonically a very a very abrasive and punishing sounding album uh, not many of the tracks go above like four minutes so they tend to kind of get in do the business and then it's kind of on to the next one um and to be honest though even though they, they, a lot of the tracks are, are, are not much more than three minutes. They, they do seem to pack a lot into those tracks. You know, there's there's a lot going on. 
Um, had either of you guys ever heard, I know this is like a debut, but there had been a bit of a buzz about these guys online on social media and stuff. Did either of you guys clock this at all? Did you, had you heard the People Slicer? Nope. No. Nope, not at all. No. Um, the thing is, I would have remembered them because I know I've complained about bands having like really crap names in metal recently because yeah. we're just running out of names. But this one was like, yeah, that's a name I remember and a name I like and a name that isn't just, you know, that explains exactly what the music is, that band name. So I would have, it would have stuck in my brain. But yeah. no, never heard them. Never heard them. Never heard them. Mm. What did you make? What did you make of this uh, debut from uh, Pupil Slicer? Was it was it up your street? Duncan, you want to go? Uh, <laughs> maybe you need to say who you're speaking to. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I really like this. Interestingly enough, you mentioned a lot of groups, and I do hear that in there. But the the kind of the pre presiding band that that struck to me was really early Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, mm. Like specifically on um, is it Calculating Infinity? I can't remember yeah. if that's the name of the. Um, it reminded me a lot of that, but like just angrier, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is saying a lot. Um, no, this is Some this hand. is like the the very definition of the kind of assault on the, the ears in the best possible way. The the yeah. reason I was so shocked when you said there was a three piece, they were a three piece, is that the music has so much intensity and so much going on that to try and get my brain into any sort of working position where I can imagine three people making this much noise mm -hmm. um, and going so far into the music because the music like really is. Um, at times very sporadic it, it doesn't really give you much time to really embed your f if you were on the beach and mm. follow me here Dave if you were on the beach okay. you take your shoes off you take your socks mm. off and you want to try and get your toes nestled in the sand um, <laughs> this this the sand being their music your toes right. wouldn't get a chance to get in there because it's like constantly moving. In fact, the sand is moving under your feet constantly, and you'd be kind of dancing on it, trying to. That's kind of what made me think of. I'd like genuinely felt like there was at no point I could find any space to get comfort right. in the music when I was listening to it, and mm. that generally is something that is quite off-putting to me when I listen. I'd, I like to be able to to grab onto something, um, yeah, and yeah. you know the, the hook that brings me in. And people slicer go out their way for you not to have that, but mm -hmm. I think it works to their benefit because it's not just it's not eclectic or eccentric for the sake of being that. If anything, it's all part of the package. Um, the band's name for a start is is one of those wince-inducing sort of ideas. If you've ever seen any movie at all where you've seen someone's eyeball be slit. Uh, and I'm a horror fan, so I've seen loads. Um, it's always that one thing where you can instantly feel it without mm. knowing how that would ever feel. Because everyone's yeah. been poked in the eye, you know what I mean? They think it would be worse than that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, just a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then it fits the band really well because there's just a, a horrible, uncomfortable feel to it just in general. But yeah. what I found is even by the halfway mark, I was like the morbid curiosity to find out what was coming next and every single song was there so they had me hooked without giving me the hook that I wanted I mm. think the production on it is fucking brilliant you can once again you can pick out it's it's chaos personified on a recording but I can clearly pick out everything that's happening 
and that's mm-hmm. important because you can sometimes lose that very easily in the mix if the drummer's doing everything the drummer's doing here and the guitars are all over the place but because they're a three piece which once again now makes sense you need that in a three piece you need to be able to distinctly pick out the bass you need to be able to distinctly pick out the, what the guitars are doing vocally it's ferocious mm. just oh, once again another vocalist who clearly gargles with not listerine but uh, sulfuric acid because um, it's a very gnarly gritty horrible disgusting tone but fits mm. the music perfectly um, yeah. and it just it has no lip up at all uh, I've listened to it twice now I, I, I generally try and listen to albums between two or three times for the review but it is so full on that I, you know, I didn't want to listen to it a third time that's not to mm. say that I won't come back to it I definitely will this year I think there's a lot mm. of merit in here there's a, there's a gap in the market I think for bands that are doing this sort of stuff as well as they do I think the whole noise core or grindcore, whatever we're calling it, there's a there are, are tons of bands out there. But I think that there's a lot of bands, and I'm throwing shade here, or shots fired. There's a lot of bands that just like make a lot of noise and don't spend any time on the construction of how a song should sound, even in that genre. Pupil Slicer mm-hmm. have spent a lot of time making sure that their songs fit. And that's the one thing that struck out to me was, even though it's eclectic and eccentric and very abrasive and all over the place, there is, when you're listening to it, a very clear pattern how the songs are constructed and it works very, very well. So yeah, I had a lot of time for this release and on paper, I would be the one out of the three of us that I would imagine would have less time for it, but I found myself enjoying it quite a bit. So, and the fact they're from the UK, another fact I didn't know because it will read the press statement. Um, <laughs> does my heart kind of good because there's not a lot of bands in the UK doing this sort of stuff at this sort of level so mm. uh, well done guys really enjoyed it okay cool Kyle what did you make of this I mean it started with the band name and I was like yes and then I listened to the first track and I was like yes I just carried on getting better and better and the more I dug into it the more I liked it I just don't I don't understand how music like this again is made by three people like what but then it's understandable because in the production you've got you know one guitar on each side and everything and Mm. it would have to be the same person to get that kind of those riffs and that construction of you know sounds and noises so tight i don't think two people could realistically do that together but so that makes sense but on the other hand, is there's no other hand. This is fucking amazing. And when I was listening to it, like, <laughs> and when I was thinking about the production, I was like, the, my first reaction was like, this kind of sucks. The production, like, everything was really like grimy and dirty, and but I didn't think. And then I got more into the album, and I took a look at it again, and I was like, you know what? This fits it perfectly. This is a production that isn't by no means perfect. It's mm. by no means that i mean i don't want to say that good but i mean everything has its place and everything it is a mix nothing's like too separated out but it all blends perfectly together Mm -hmm. and just suits the sound of what they're going for and the message in the lyrics and everything so perfectly it's whoever the producer was i know you said it before and i've forgotten the name did a fantastic job with this absolutely perfect it's not produced within an instant an inch of its life and it's not overdone it's absolutely what this kind of band that's the sound they need they need something that sounds absolutely disgusting and grimy and covered in shit you know because it's just 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what the music's about. Yeah. And it, 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 it works so well. And I just love they, they've taken such care over everything they've done in this. Mm. They've, like you said, they constructed the songs, they've got all their riffs and everything down, and they are. You know, played perfectly. The drums are great. Everything, the bass solo, or the, the the bass solo intro on the third track, which is in French, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, <laughs> is amazing. You don't see it coming, and it's just like, fuck on the bass, and I just loved it every every second of it. So, but yeah, there's a lot to get picked through, and I had to listen to it a few times. But I think yeah. that's to its benefit because uh, you don't want to just listen to this once. But yeah, it's a good album. You have to listen to it a few times to get through all the stuff and yeah. find the accessible parts of what's you know what's there for you to listen to and everything and, and then realise it's three people and go what no and then put your guitar away and go back to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, and no fade outs that I remember so. <clears throat> no fade outs <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's a very um, it's very varied like in terms of style and, and rhythm and tempo there's a lot going on mm. um, they tend to keep you on your toes, you know, with the back and forth of that kind of like math core, there's hardcore grindcore in there, and as you say, it can be quite overwhelming at times, just because they throw everything at you, and you they don't really linger on a particular riff for very long, um, but I think like, as you said, repeat listens to this does help with that a little, um, and there's a few notice a few kind of uh, Code Orange-esque production mm. ideas thrown in mm. there as well um, uh, so those moments did help kind of break things up from time to time as well um, for me, um, I really enjoyed it. I think um, I think I would have liked slightly more time spent with some of the more straightforward moments. Um, just I just like let some of the grooves breathe just a little bit longer. Like there's a, a really kind of chunky breakdown in in that track. Is it Lapel Duvid? Um, mm-hmm. See, Dave, Dave will pronounce it. He's not scared, I'll Kyle. I'll give it a shot. I'm not um, scared. I'm just gonna fucking murder it like this yeah, album murdered my did. ears. <laughs> um, and that, but that groove it lasts about five seconds but I kind of wished they'd let it go just a little bit longer because like the simplicity of it of the, the kind of riff I think that goes with the message of their music too and everything it's like yeah. good things in life are fleeting fuck you the riff's gone yeah I, I totally get that I <laughs> yeah. totally get it I just, I just wanted a bit more I was just like just yeah. let it run just slightly longer to get it you know let it get its mm. hooks into you um, and it uh, on occasion, they do let it go a little bit longer. Um, uh, upon uh, what's the track? Wounds upon my skin. Uh, another example of that. Um, but I just wanted it, a kind of bit more of that spread out through the album. Um, sometimes, sometimes less is more uh, for me. And I felt like some of the riffs just could have been just kind of let go just that wee bit longer. Mm-hmm. And that's just personal preference. Um, similarly, they did sprinkle in some kind of echoey cleans on that that same track the the kind of lapel david and and also a track called husk and i thought those moments really added another cool texture and element to their sound again i wouldn't have minded some more of that throughout the album um i think uh, those moments really worked on the album um if i had any any complaints it would be and it's kind of similar to what you said duncan there's there's not a lot of hooks you know there's not yeah. a lot of those moments that really like stick with you um I think like more of those kind of clean vocal parts would probably made 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 a difference here. Would have created that kind of that extra kind of hook. Um, but as you said, I think that's I think that's what they're going for. To be honest, just you know, giving a little bit of it kind of makes you want it more. Um, and I think those tracks I mentioned, along with um, "Wounds Upon My Skin," were probably the tracks that I kind of gravitated to the most on the album. Um, Production-wise, it's a tough one. Um, for me, it was just okay. 
Um, I didn't love it. Uh, I, I thought it's... the mix was balanced. I thought you could mm-hmm. everything that was sitting well, you could hear it. But personally, I wasn't a big fan of the guitar tone. Um, I can see what they were going for. It's very harsh and busy sounding, but it just felt a little bit too severe for me when I was listening. It just just my personal taste. Um, I didn't mind that the kind of clean tone they used every now and again, um, or the you know a bit of lead work, and I didn't mind that sound at all. Um, that sounded great. There's a, a track called Collective Unconscious where they kind of. I've got to say, this band have a talent for naming things. Like the band, <laughs> the songs, the song yeah. called Mirrors are more fun than television. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And save the dream, kill your friends. I'm just yeah. <laughs> mirrors are more fun than te- mirrors are more fun than television if you're having a wife. Especially when you've got a big spot on your cheek, right? <laughs> <laughs> um You can't see Duncan's face, but he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um Yeah, as I was saying, the the, the the kind of clean tones and lead work, I thought that really worked on that collective unconscious. Um, they, they kind of went in almost like a kind of post-black metal kind of territory on that track, um, but the kind of mathy, kind of grindy stuff. I don't know the tone of the guitar. It just it was a little too gritty for me. Um, I don't know, just personal preference again. Um, small kind of gripes aside, I still really enjoyed this. Um, it's, it's well for a debut album. It's very well put together. I think they they blend the styles very well, and, and technically they're they're very good at what they do. I was impressed with the musicianship on the album. Um, I can 100% see the potential these guys have. I think, like, if you can imagine these guys, like, with some more miles on the clock, I think they'll be doing really big things. Um, they've only been doing this a couple of years, so and they sound great at the moment. So I can only imagine another couple of years, I think they'll be absolutely killing this. Um, yeah, it's a really enjoyable album. Um, it's, it's very intense. You know, it's, as you said, it's one that I listened to it and then I, had to, I took a break from it. I listened to something else and I came back to it later on just because it's so kind of full on for the almost like kind of 40 minutes. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of, a lot of stuff to like on this record. Um, rating wise, where are we sitting with uh, mirrors from People Slicer? Duncan, what are you thinking? It's a four. It's a four. I Both really liked it. Yeah, I thought, like I said, um, I would, uh, interestingly enough, I would have thought from the three of us I would have come in with the lower so uh, like like just from like, even from listening to the end of the first track I was like oh that but yeah I, I think it's I think there's a lot in here to really really get stuck into um, mm-hmm. and yeah some of the some of the issues that, that certainly you've raised are just not issues for me I, I, I quite like the, the the tone of the guitar I think it worked really well against the tone of the vocals. It kind of paired mm. off against each other. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really good for... Nice one. Uh, Kyle, what about yourself? Yeah, same for Just everything worked really well for me. I just loved it from top to bottom. Beginning to end. Nice. Inside and out. Nice one. Um, I'm going to be the odd one out, unfortunately. Um, I'm going 3.5 on this one. Um, as I said, I, I enjoyed it. I just felt I needed a little bit more of a hook at times, and I had a little bit of an issue with the, the guitar tone on it. It just wasn't my wasn't my taste, but um, still very enjoyable. Uh, Three point five from me. Um, if you want to check these guys out, uh, facebook.com forward slash pupil slicer. Uh, the album Mirrors will be released on March the twelfth on Prosthetic Records. Be sure to check that one out uh, when it drops because it's uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Okay, gentlemen, 
Uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to play some more music for you, and then we'll be back with another album review. Um, next, we have the new single from UK sludge hardcore band Harriet. Uh, now a four-piece band with the addition of guitarist vocalist Debbie Goff. Um, Harriet have already started already started to turn heads in the UK metal scene and beyond. Uh, Harriet had already made a statement of intent with the single "Cleansed Existence" back in back in November, and will only turn it up from here. Uh, Recreant and Cleanse Existence are a rebirth for Harriet, their first new music since their 2016 EP World Collapse. Working with renowned producer George Lever, who's worked with Sleep Token, Loathe and Holding Absence. This is Harriet and the track is called Recreant. We'll be back right after this.
was Harriet with Recreant. Very cool track. If you want to check these guys out, it's facebook.com forward slash Harriet Metal. Hoping to hear more from those guys soon. Okay. Time for another album review. And for this review, Duncan Kyle and myself have been checking out the new album from Canadian Sludge Doom Outfit Old. The band's new album, Pilgrimage, will be released on March 19th via Seeing Red Records in North America and Sludge Lord Records in Europe. So, uh, this is the third full-length album from Old, uh, which the band wrapped up work on in early 2020. The album was recorded, mixed and mastered by Old, with production and mastering done by guitarist Greg Dawson at BWC Studios. So, uh, old. Um, I kind of, I kind of want to start with the production. Actually, um, right off the bat, um, I really liked how this album sounds. Um, mm-hmm. It ticked a lot of boxes for me sonically. Um, the, the guitars and bass are thick and kind of weighty sound. The drums, I've got a real punch to them. It kind of really punches through the mix. Um, but I like the, the tone that they've gone for. It's a very kind of, a very kind of natural heaviness to it. Very organic sound, which I think. Yeah. If you had Suits a, the band. If you had a preset button um, mm. on a mixing desk for kind of mastodony, sludgy sound, and yeah. you pressed it, this is what it would sound like. <laughs> it one hundred percent sounds like yeah. how this band should sound. As that yeah. is like, I don't mean that in a kind of condescending, generic sort of way. It's very, very, very tempting to try and reinvent the wheel and sometimes I wish bands would not reinvent the wheel and just <laughs> stick to this is how we should sound and this is yeah. what it should sound like and that is 100% what they've done here and I think it works wonders. So. It really does, it really does and it's not underproduced either. I think mm-hmm. you sometimes get like from, especially from sludge bands, they tend to go for a really kind of grimy sound at times but you don't get that at all in this and you can hear it from the opener, uh, Pilgrimage, which has got that kind of a great balance of like heaviness and melody from the guitars and the, the kick and the snare drum have got this real kind of like chest thumping kind of power to them. I uh, really dug that straight away. I was like, yes, I am in. Loving the production so far. Um, the, the first track's kind of, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, like, like an intro, but it's not an intro. If that it's an oddity. It's an oddity because yeah. the vocals don't come into quite far into it um, yeah. as well, which kind of made me think we did that band. What was it, Saren, recently? Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, uh, yeah. And Saren had, like, <laughs> I thought this was another Saren because there were, like, huge sections where there was just fuck all vocals. And that, once yeah. again, there's a time and a place for it, but we mentioned it doesn't always work. And yeah. I was concerned at that. Um, but you are right, it is one, it is essentially one giant intro. As a song, yeah, and it doesn't sound like the rest. Yeah, it doesn't not sound like as the odd one out from the, but not in a bad way. I think it's a, I think it's it's smart as well making it the title track. If you know what I mean, yeah, because there there is that thing where you get that out the way and then the rest of the the album flows in a a different way. It's still inherently the band, still inherently the genre, but it's just not the same formula as that. So, yeah, if it kind of felt like they were easing you in, you know, with these, it's got this kind of like kind of big long kind of droning chords mm-hmm. and and kind of lead work over the top of it um, but then, as you said even when the vocals kick in that track it still feels like they're building towards something yeah. um, and then track two kicks in and it, this is kind of where it feels like it starts to expand and they become a bit more kind of riffy and it feels like the band have arrived and they're ready to start kind of laying down the, the kind of different elements to make up the, 
the old sound. There are um, so many different elements that make up the old sound. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of one of the reasons I fucking really dug this release. Put my cards down. There are swaths in here where there's like 70s, 70s, 70s rock hooks. Yeah. They just come in and they just start doing stuff and I'm like... And then we need to talk about the elephant in the room that's shaped like a, a saxophone. I've never <laughs> smiled. I was, I was, I was, uh, I like give the listeners a, a peek, peek into my life. Um, uh, when I bought my house, what, uh, a year and a half ago, um, at the time I thought I was buying a really cool house that had this really long driveway, which on paper sounds great until it fucking snows. Um, <laughs> so I've had to scrape this bastard and it's taken an hour each time five times in the last two days like to clear the fucking snow from it and as a result what I've realised is I can listen to a fairly long length album during the process so Old has Old has got me through three scrapings of the drive um, and every single time the saxophone solo kicks in I stop scraping and I pretend that the shovel that I have is a saxophone uh, and my neighbours do think I'm a bit mad, and uh, it come it comes talk about coming out of left field from the instrumentation. Yeah, yeah. It just hits you, and I'm sure I, I might be wrong, but is there not like a there's a keyboard or something that plays as well on that same track? I might be completely wrong. It might be a guitar effect, but there yeah, was something kind of keyboard that comes in. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I don't want to I don't want to kill your vibe. But I just felt that once we've once we've established there is bitchin' saxophone in a genre which I don't think anyone's used a saxophone on before, no. we can move on with the rest of the review. Well played, old. Well played. Yeah, yeah. I'll come. I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to that saxophone later on. But um, just what, that second track that kicks in, um, what I was th- I was thinking to myself that it's got a really cool kind of verse riff to it. One of those riffs that you just can't help but kind of headbang to. Um, and the vocalist uh, Doug McLarty, his name is. I was listening. I was thinking, he sounds like almost like a like a sludgier Neil Fallon from Clutch thing going on. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, this sounds a wee bit like that. And then there was a there's a track. I think it's maybe the track after uh, Medico della Peste. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, this this is very Clutch. It's almost like a like a sludgier Clutch. I was like, this is fucking. He's like cool a slightly fuck. less abrasive dry kill logic. As well, it's incredible. There's a tone to what he does, and he hits notes, but there is a gravel to his voice, which is perfectly suited. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, I would be surprised if Clutch is an influence. Uh, Mm -hmm. Clutch have, you know, dabbled uh, in sludgier Mm -hmm. tones, and Neil Fallon himself, if you listen to uh, Blood and Thunder, Neil Fallon guests on that track, and when you hear it, you would not know Neil Fallon was doing those vocals. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah. you suddenly realise, see if Clutch decided to do a sludge album, it'd be one of the best sludge albums ever. Yeah, so, totally would. Yeah, totally, totally works. Totally works. Yeah. And I actually found that even throughout the album, that kind of southern kind of flavour does kind of raise its head every now and again mm-hmm. on some of the riffs. You know, there was little moments I was like, oh, that's a wee bit kind of, a bit kind of ghost snake-ish or even like a, like a even slightly slower version of Scissor Fight at times as well. Mm-hmm. I was getting a little bit of that coming through. Um, but then they've also got this kind of melodic side as well which is really cool in defiance being a, a kind of good example of that the, the kind of main riffs and rhythms felt very almost kind of almost leaned into kind of post metal uh, and style but i loved that they had this kind of like clean picked guitar melody sitting underneath it 
mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of that in the, the first track on the album, the almost the kind of intro type track. And but when they bring that in, that kind of clean melody, it, it elevates the track so much. I feel it just made it so much kind of more grand and uh, almost kind of added this kind of atmosphere to it as well. Um, almost like at times I felt like it added this. It sounds weird, but it was almost like a kind of post-rock kind of vibe with the, yeah, the yeah. style of the, the kind of picking and stuff, um, which was strange, but it really worked. Um, and then obviously you get to the dead hand, and you're like, oh, this is cool. Totally fucking into this. this is, and then about four minutes in, you're like, what the what the fuck was that? Was that a fucking mm-hmm. saxophone I just heard oh, yeah. there? What, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Totally not expected, but completely works. And I think and it doesn't last like for a, a huge amount of time like you're talking like 15 20 seconds something like that but um they kind of i like the way they really bl- they blend it with this kind of solo i just i'm not sure if it's a guitar or a keyboard but they i have no idea the sound was brilliant though and it worked yeah. fucking really really well it's not one of those yeah. things where it's all oh, a gimmick saxophone i but it worked really really well and um, it was one yeah. of those moments where i was I, like i heard it and i was like that's really clever oh, it's, it's just a mm. clever little thing yeah i mean it's one of those it's, it's very easy to, to call it a kind of gimmicky thing like that. Saxophone has been slowly creeping back in uh, to, to some of the some of the genres you would not expect it to recently. Um, mm. And it, it comes in, it does its bit, and then it morphs uh, in a way which was really... It kind of like, knocks you back, but at the same time you're like, no, this is like... To get that to work through there is, is smart songwriting and also good production because yeah. it, it works right through. So the fact yeah. the band's behind that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it felt, I liked the way they blended it because it didn't it didn't feel just kind of thrown in for the sake of it. You know, it kind of had a purpose, which I liked. Um, and I thought that that track itself had a bit of a, it was a bit kind of an electric wizard type swagger yeah. to it, just the kind of tempo and the rhythm of it, which is, you know, it's never a bad thing. Um, there was a... a for me, there was a slight dip towards the end. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of tracks, uh, Depth Charge and Under Threatening Skies. Um, not bad tracks at all. Um, they had a couple I of really cool riffs. Depth and Depth Charge, what are you talking about? Oh, did you? Um, <laughs> I, I just, I just thought they were the best ones. <laughs> a wee bit, it was a wee bit uneventful for me. Um, as well, a I couple of cool it. riffs. It was just like oh, heavy really? as fuck, but just kept on punching the face with more heavy. Same yeah. heavy, but more of it, and I loved it. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just felt like the other tracks had something in them that really stood out and really kind of caught my ear. Where those two just kind of felt like they'd just kind of passed by a little bit. Um, it was nothing I hadn't heard before from that, from the, from the genre. Um, but then I felt like they, they end the album perfectly uh, on a real kind of high note with uh, Wastelands. Yeah, it's a awesome. really good mix. Um, really kind of dense sound, and you know, it's got that kind of the thick kind of sludge sound to it as well. But it's mixed with a lot of really, really interesting kind of melodic chords and really nice lead work. Um, and I think it's, I think it's that melodic side of the band that I enjoyed the most on the album. I thought the melodies and the the layers of different contrasts did really stood out for me on on Pilgrimage. Um, I think without that, it would have been a completely different album. You know, they'd have probably got lost into the, the kind of sea of like sludge bands out there. But I think they blend just enough of that atmosphere and melody into the album to kind of make it stand out from the pack. Um, yeah, I, I liked I liked a lot of this album. I really did. Um, Kyle, Kyle's been very quiet about this so far. You, <laughs> Except to tell uh, you were wrong. Uh, what yeah, obviously. That's the only song I like now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you started off with production, and I'm glad you did because I think this album is one of the most perfectly produced albums I have ever heard in my life. 
Ooh. It fits the production of this album fits it perfectly for what it is. Mm. There's nothing unheard, and but there's nothing overproduced, and it just I couldn't get over it. I was like, I want to work with whoever produced this. <laughs> I don't know, it's the guitarist <laughs> in the band. I'm like, it's it's absolutely. I mean, maybe it helps that they're in the band and they know exactly what they're going for and exactly what they want. Yeah. Sometimes that's to a band's detriment where they just get too deep into it and you're like, I want it to sound this way, and other people are like, but it sounds <laughs> shit. But this does not. <laughs> The guitar tones are perfect. The bass tone is amazing. The drums sound just supernatural, mm. really well played. There's no yeah. like plastic sounds and samples and shit over the top of it. Everything sounds as honest as the band plays. And I really, 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 really think it's one of the best produced albums I've ever heard in my life. Wow. It is. It's just the choices they made just suit it so well because that's what a production has to do. It's not like... Everything has to sound super clean all the time. Oh my god, it's like no, a production has to suit the song, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just like any any other part of a song or any other part of a, an album or a band or anything, the image has to suit and the, the tones of the guitars have to suit and the production has to suit it too. And this does yeah. down to the ground. It's absolutely fantastic. So I'm glad you led with that. I'm glad Duncan brought up the uh, big saxophone-shaped elephant in the room because <laughs> you can't have to. You have to, I know. There's been a few bands recently that have used a saxophone in their songs. Like, the first, I think the first one I heard was um, Aliases way back in 2015. Yeah. And that blew me away. I was like, that's a great choice. You did not see that coming at all in a band as techy and crazy as them. And then I heard it, I think there's been a couple of those, but I don't remember the names, but Ghost did it as well. Ghost did it really, them. really, really well. They did it really well. Yeah, they did it so well. And they lean into it so much in their stage mm-hmm. shows and everything as well. They loved it. And then it came up in this, and I'm just thinking the first time I, thought, I literally sat up in my chair and I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like a what the fuck, it was like, what? That's awesome. Because they yeah. took the saxophone, which I had previously maybe thought had been sort of overdone now. It's done. Saxophones and metal. Yeah, okay, we've seen it. But they did it so well that I'm like, I completely turned my 180 on that. Absolutely just like, no, you can still do saxophones and metal. It works. Just do it right. And they did it right. And they blended it with a guitar solo. And I was just like, which bit's guitar and which bit's saxophone? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, But no, it's fantastic. Really, 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 yeah. I don't know what I can say that you guys already haven't, but I, I loved this album. And... It's that song you were mentioning, Death Charge. I don't know why I loved it so much. It's just like the thing is because when you listen to like sludgy, you know, doomy stuff like this, it's like you kind of want that give and take of the riff just to sort of, you know, just bob along like that. And it really mm-hmm. did for me. It just sort of it didn't it didn't change up too much. And it was just like, yeah, this is the sound you want. I could fall asleep to this stone out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, I loved it. I really did. And the the last track on it is fantastic. Wastelands, just yeah. great ending to an album. So. Yeah, it's a thumbs um, up from me. Thumbs up from Kyle. Yeah, um, yeah, very very good album indeed. Um, production's really versatile as well. Actually, when mm. I think about it, mm-hmm. like it, it really works when they're leaning more into their kind of heavier sludge sections. But then when they do decide to kind of mix it up and add in a bit of melody, like it's just it still sounds perfect. Uh, the balance is spot on in terms of the production um, and some great riffs as well I, I can imagine this would go down really well in a live environment mm. you know when they, they just get the chance to kind of crank it and just kind of feed off each other as a band I can imagine that would be really cool to see um, really interested to see these guys live actually um, so old pilm- pilgrimage what are we thinking rating wise for this one Duncan what are you thinking it's a 4.5 for me. Um, I think there's 
there's very little in here not to enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I think they've struck a really interesting balance. It, it sounds exactly like it should. The music is interesting enough and varied enough. Like I say, they are not scared of doing a big sludgy section and then starting to experiment and play around with, with a, a little bit of kind of doomy stuff, but then also bring in like really commercial kind of 70s rock hooks as if mm. it should always just be part of the music, which is, is a thing with me. If you're going to do it, it has, to, it has to add value to the song. Otherwise, mm. why bother? Um, and they showed that throughout the whole album, whether it's throwing those hooks in, whether it's you know bringing a bit of melody in on the guitar work, whether it's you know knowing when to bring in the vocals and not and when to use a saxophone, which is an art <laughs> in itself. Yeah, four point five. I think this has got so much re-listen value to it as well. I mean, I, I yeah. will be coming back to this all year for sure. So four point five. Nice, Kyle. What about you? You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's oh. at least a four, and it's at least a four point five. But I'm like, is this gonna be the first five of the year from me? I don't know. I thought you've given a five already. Have I? Is it? Nah, not this year. You two gave uh, Sonic Flower a five, did you know? I gave a five. Yeah, I probably gave a so five. Too. Right, is this gonna be the second <laughs> five of five of the year? Sorry, I don't Sonic know. Flower. I love you guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is this going to be the second podcast this year that I give out a five? <laughs> <laughs> next, next month you'll be doing the same thing. Next month you bought that. This is the first five I've given out this year. <laughs> Every five this year is going to be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I think it's going to be a five out of five for me. Oh, it's mm. fantastic. This album. I, it's, it's going to be paid for. And I'm gonna go buy it. It's gonna be in my playlist to listen to. Many, I thought you many, meant many the times. band were paying you for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving it a five. It's gonna be paid for. You hear that? Send the check to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Failing a check? Send me uh, for stuff. Oh. <laughs> no, I love this. It's great. It ticked all of my boxes, and the production was perfect. There's, I can't say that about many albums, but this was mm. perfect. So. Well, you don't. We know that for a fact. You oh, don't we say know. that about any album. Yeah, it's impossible know. to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is high praise coming from Kyle, by the way. <laughs> yeah. A perfect production. That never happens. Never. never. Once in a blue moon. So let's hope this blue moon lasts a while. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A five for Kyle. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'd probably go with a four for me, I think. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, as I said, I had six out of the eight tracks are really dug uh, there was two that were just okay for me um, great production so um, by that logic I'm going to go for a four out of five um, check these guys out They're, uh, you've got them on facebook at facebook.com forward slash old doom that's old with an e O-L-D-E yeah, that's doom. in ye oldie yeah that's right um the album drops on march 19th via seeing red records and sludge lord records so check that one out when it drops Uh, let us know what you think fire us some comments and let us know if you've heard it or any of the tracks uh, when they get released and uh, happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it um that is our album review of old and pilgrimage um okay we are hurtling towards the uh the finale of this uh, podcast, gentlemen. Um, we have got one more track to play for you. 
before we go. Um, but it's been a pleasure once again. We have uh, it feels like a really quick podcast. I don't know what the time is going to be on this, but it feels quicker than normal. <laughs> Seventeen. It is because we don't here. have we don't have a giant topic in the middle. I told oh, you yeah. that it will be quicker. We're we're swinging with tracks probably. It's going to be sitting about uh, an hour and 45, which might be the shortest Ooh. podcast we've ever done. So nice. I told you. That. But then we've beefed up the content elsewhere, Dave, and I'm sure That's you're true. going to tell the dear listeners out there where they can check out that beefed up content. Beef that content up. Um, be sure to keep checking out the website, metalepidemic.com. I beef you up <laughs> all <you>. night. <laughs> sorry. Um, you're going to have to buy me a drink first. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just one drink. It's a cheap. Well, I was going to say cheap date, and I remembered you were in Norway. Expensive mm. date. Yeah. Yikes. Oh yeah. Uh, check out the website. Sorry. Metalepidemic.com. <laughs> um, all the reviews will end up there at some point. Um, we're on the old Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash metalepidemic. Kyle Nugget have just disappeared from my screen. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Twitter metal underscore epidemic, and we're also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash metal epidemic you'll find us on there um check out our youtube youtube.com forward slash metal epidemic um for all of our reviews and also some reaction videos which we'll start going up there every other day now so it's firing up every day um plenty of reactions going up plenty of reviews going up uh so plenty to keep you entertained and uh, we're gonna be back with another podcast in march so keep your eyes peeled for that um, we track to play for you just before we go. This uh, last track is from uh, Swedish progressive three-piece Vokonis. Uh, they have released a new single from their forthcoming album, Odyssey, which will be released in spring 2021. Uh, more dynamically diverse than ever, the six new tracks will also feature guest musician Per White. Is it Weiberg or Weberg? I can never remember how pronounce his name. Uh, he played keyboards in, in Opeth, but um, he is also joining the band as a guest on the album. Uh, Odyssey is Vokonis' first true prog record, a record oh. for the new decade, said to be more dynamically diverse and forward-thinking than ever before. Uh, the upcoming fourth album by Vokonis will range from full-blown doom to mel- melodically blissful passages, tangible prog influences combined with standout choruses. Um, the new single is called Blackened Wings, and it's available right now to stream on digital streaming platforms as well as the band's Bandcamp page, which can be found at voconis.bandcamp.com. Um, in the meantime, keep up with the band and any updates at facebook.com forward slash official Voconis. That's V-O-K-O-N-I-S uh, for more, more information on the new album. Um, that is all from us. Um, thank you for checking out the podcast. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back next month with a new show. Until then, take care. Speak to you soon. This is Voconis and Blackened Wings. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you later.